0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. Matt is not an emoji guy.
1: (laughs) Not really, not really, but I did break one out just just a moment ago.
0: Well, we're going to break down the bracket. We're going to go pick by pick. I think we're going to go region by region. So, Matt, let's start with the East and the tournament's number one seed Villanova Wildcats. Eh, not the most exciting bracket, and I think Villanova got a tough draw with Wisconsin, Virginia Tech as the round two matchup.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's not a not a cakewalk. I would say their five, uh, you know, five four doesn't look too tough. Um, you know, I feel like they might have a t- tougher matchup in the second round than they would in the Sweet Sixteen.
0: Well, I agree. I, I'm i very not confident. So I go chalk with my picks in the first round, except I have Florida losing. I just, okay. I don't know. I feel like East Tennessee is a, you know, is a popular upset pick, and I like to pick one upset per bracket, so I picked them.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I thought about them. I, I ended up going with Wilmington instead, um, and I really didn't didn't want to box myself into 12-13 uh, um, so I went Wilmington and then I went Florida over them not really, really great about that um, but I went that way um, and then I took uh, I took New Mexico State over Baylor uh, I think Baylor's is just that team that peaked early and hasn't really been all that good lately they lost in the first round of the Big 12 tournament um, and I also took Marquette not a huge upset but at least seeding wise I guess it would be
0: I, you know, I went with the pretty straight chalk bracket, but then in the next round I do have SMU over Baylor. Um, yeah, I have SMU.
1: Yep, yep. I have SMU over New Mexico State, and then I have uh, Villanova, Florida. Who do you have? Do you have Virginia?
0: I have Villanova, Virginia, and then I have Duke over Villanova for my first Final Four team.
1: I was going to go with Duke. Um, you know, there's something – that's just holding me up about them I um, was very happy to see them win the ACC tournament and they you know they they look like they're capable but ultimately I went with Villanova uh, initially I had duke as my champion um, but I ended up backing out cuz I just Villanova's experience I think may be the difference
0: well on the midwest side this one I have one that I one big upset this is my big ride the upset with Rhode Island, okay, yeah. I have Rhode Island over Creighton. I have Rhode Island over Oregon.
1: I thought about that. I did take Rhode Island over Creighton um, because Creighton, as we talked about yesterday, uh, you know, a team that kind of, you know, had its had its peak early in the year when we played them, um, and and you know they lost the point guard and they haven't really been the same since. Probably a little overseeded at six, considering they kind of slipped the same way Xavier did. And Xavier fell all the way to an eleven. Um, so, uh, you know, seems like they're a little high, and Rhode Island comes in hot. And you got to support Bobby Hurley's brother. I mean, if Bobby Hurley's not going to be in the bracket, then I'll support Dan Hurley.
0: I agree. And, and I, the reason why I took them over Oregon is I think Oregon's going to, you know, obviously they, they put together a decent showing in the Pac-12 tournament, figuring out how to work around their new rotation. And, and Dylan yeah. Brooks is great. He, he's absolutely a player to watch. But, I don't know, Rhode Island's hot, Oregon's not. And, and I just think that they could get momentum and they could be the team that escapes. Um, and I could
1: see it, yeah. I, I took Oregon in that game. Um, and I also, I guess, seed-wise, I took Michigan State as an upset in the first round. I don't, I don't know if we really consider that much of an upset considering it's Tom Izzo. but I did go that one.
0: I took Michigan State as well. In the, okay. in the Sweet 16, I've got Kansas over Iowa State. I've got Iowa State taking out Purdue. Uh, do you? okay. And then I've got Louisville over Rhode Island. Well, I've I've bought into
1: Iowa State in the past years after they've made runs in the 12th tournament, so I'm not going to do that this year. I picked them in the first round, but no further. I, I took Purdue at Purdue's Two big guys can make a difference, even though even though the game's so guard oriented. I still think having two you know seven foot players who are who are good, not just stiff's, um, you know, will, will be a, a, an advantage for them thought about taking him over Kansas but didn't I have Kansas and then I I took uh, I took chalk at the bottom of little Oregon but I took
0: Oregon to get to the elite eight all right so we've got a divergence there I've got Kansas yes. over Louisville what did you do with Kansas Oregon I have Kansas
1: over Oregon yeah same thing
0: all right so that takes care of the top half of the bracket. Moving to the bottom, let's talk about the West. I want to save the South only because I think it's the most okay. interesting bracket. So in Sounds the, good. So in the West, the, the general consensus seems to be Arizona and Gonzaga, and then you just sort of fill it out working backwards from there. Um,
1: yeah, and that's not too far off what I did.
0: I've got, in the first round, I've got upsets. I've got Princeton over Notre Dame. I've got Vandy over Northwestern, and I got and I'm joining the crowd with Florida Gulf Coast Um, I also took VCU because I think that, so that's the one I want to talk about is I think VCU at altitude is going to be hell for everyone. Um, yeah,
1: you, you, that was a good point you made. I, I hadn't thought of that. Um, I went St. Mary's only because the last couple of years I've, I've kind of bought into VCU. Um, you know, but since, since Shaka Smart left, they, they haven't backed it up as much now. It's only been a couple of years. Um, but I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I was a little wary of them, so I took St. Mary's. I also had Florida Gulf Coast over Florida State. Um, went with that one. Other than that, I went according to seed. I got to go Northwestern. Uh, you know, I sort of adopt the, the Northwestern uh, bandwagon to get in the tournament. Like to see him get at least one win. Um, you know, at least they're there. It's it's cool to see them finally in.
0: And of course, you are uh, morally obligated to take Notre Dame in the first round.
1: I did take Notre Dame, and I also took over West Virginia. I, I like Notre Dame. I I uh, I think they're a team to me that's a little underseeded, as I've talked about some of the some of the threes that I you know Baylor and Florida State. I have both losing. Um, I was surprised Notre Dame is a five, making the ACC final, and uh, you know they're they're a solid team. Really good point guard. Again, that's always something I. Look for. If you've got a good point guard, I, I'm going to give you the nod over teams that don't. And they, they have one. Bonzi Colson is, is you know, those, those like great college players. Not sure if he'll make it in the NBA. He's undersized, but, uh, you know, one of those like six foot six, uh, Charles Barkley type body kind of guys. Um, and so I like them. I have him to the Sweet 16. That's it. But thought about taking him further. But ultimately, I'm riding the Gonzaga bandwagon.
0: I've got, uh, West Virginia over Princeton taking on Gonzaga. And then I've got Maryland over Florida Gulf coast, uh, facing yeah, Arizona. Too. And I, I'm, too. I'm excited for the, um, 24 to 48 hours of stories with the Gonzaga, Arizona elite eight matchup, because one of these coaches has to make the final four. If that happens, True,
1: they were, they were debating that on PTI today. Who's the, you know, known as best coach without a final four for the two names they mentioned and- uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to take Gonzaga. I'm going to say they win, and let's just say this. Just hope Mark Few doesn't call a timeout at the end of the game because that will just really upset everyone.
0: I am taking Arizona. I have to say I like what Sean Miller did against UCLA, if only because S- Steve Alford did the same thing to Arizona. and, and I guess. And it's a nice uh, – Back and forth where neither of them were willing to admit that they're they're just kind of jerks. Um, And that's – I guess that's what bothered
1: me the most. Like, you know, if you want to do it, it it reminded me of when a guy throws a a purposeful inside pitch and somebody in there and says, oh, the ball just got away from me. Just be honest. And in this case, there's really no harm in being honest. I mean, you know, I say that in baseball so they can try to avoid a suspension or whatever. Um, There's no punishment. So just be honest. Just say, hey, you know what? I thought uh, what they did was was classless, and so I decided to give him a taste of their own medicine. I would have had more respect for it if he had.
0: That's fair. I, I mean, it's one of those things, though. Like you said, with the high inside pitch, we all know what he meant. We didn't, right?
1: Know. Right. You know. I mean, you could see it. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, I I am biased. I'll admit that. I just kind of I went along with what Jay Billis and Reese Davis felt. It was it was a petty move that I just. Uh, didn't really think was necessary. And again, uh, like I said, I just hope if they get beat in the tournament that no one hurts their feelings by calling a timeout.
0: Fair enough. Well, let's pivot to the South where all the titles are. Um, Yes, indeed. I think it's, it's really an interesting region, not just for the top three teams with UNC, Kentucky, and UCLA, but I think Mm -hmm. that you've got really loaded teams Further down, Middle Tennessee is certainly interesting. I think mm-hmm. that Wichita State is not an easy matchup uh, for Kentucky if they get there. No. And, you know, I, I just think that you could see, at least early, some odd results from this region. I
1: kind of, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's something that, um, you know, like I said last night, I think Wichita was preceded should have been a four or five. Um, And, and unfortunately I only have them going to the second round because I have Kentucky beating them, but I think it'll be a great game if they do play. And I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Wichita beat them. And I have middle Tennessee over Minnesota. Um, uh, You know, a a team that you kind of fall in love with without knowing, uh, you know, it's kind of, that's what you do with tournament time. I, I couldn't tell you a single name on their roster, but I know that they ran through their conference, uh, won the regular season going away, won the tournament. So going with that, I think Minnesota a little overseeded. Um, I mean, when you compare that, you know, Wisconsin finished higher than Minnesota and I think swept Minnesota during the season, gets an 8 seed, Minnesota gets a 5. It kind of is a head-scratcher.
0: Yeah, well, I'm with you. I took Middle Tennessee over Minnesota. I took Wichita State over Kentucky. I okay. I think that that yeah. is your big upset. So I have uh, Wichita State over Dayton, middle Tennessee over Minnesota, yeah. otherwise chalk and then I have UCLA over Cincinnati, UNC over Arkansas, Butler over Middle Tennessee. So I've okay. got I, I go to UNC Butler, UCLA Wichita State, and that puts me okay. in a UNC UCLA matchup.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, there'd be, there'd be some eyeballs on that matchup. No doubt about that. Um, I'll go, I'll go back real quick. I had to haul over Arkansas uh, primarily because I thought Arkansas was really low class and losing to Kentucky in the sec title game, a couple of flagrant fouls late that, that had me uh, pretty much swearing on my couch that no matter who they play, unless it was Arizona, I'd be rooting against them and they're not playing Arizona. So I get to root against them. Uh, so I'll go with the hall. But I got the same match, uh, same upsets there, Middle Tennessee and Wichita. I took uh, straight chalk in the, in the Sweet 16, UNC Butler, UCLA, Kentucky, and Kentucky Carolina in the Elite Eight. But I have the Cats in the final four over North Carolina.
0: I've got UNC over UCLA. So my final four, UNC Kansas on one half, Duke Arizona on the other Okay, so we got we got only
1: one commonality. I got Kansas, but I got Kansas, Kentucky, Villanova, Gonzaga.
0: And then I went, you're going to hate this. I went Arizona over Duke. Okay. And UNC I went
1: Villanova over Gonzaga.
0: And then I've got UNC over Kansas with your national champion UNC.
1: Okay. Well, um I've got Villanova over Gonzaga. I've got Kentucky over Kansas. And I've got the big blue nation cutting down the nets in the final, beating Villanova.
0: Just in time for that thirty for thirty.
1: I'm buying into De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, legit back, uh, You know, Bam Adebayo going to get some big boards. They got some. They got a couple seniors, un, unusual for Kentucky, but a couple seniors that will play the glue guy role. Derek Willis and Hawkins and. Uh, point guard. That's uh, you know that's the thing. I look at my Final Four and I got good point guards. I got uh, Jalen Brunson, Nigel williams Gough, Frank Mason, and De'Aaron Fox. So uh, that that's kind of my commonality out of this.
0: For me, the common theme is college basketball royalty: Duke, UNC, Kansas, Arizona. Those are teams where any given year oh, you yeah. can assume they're going to be top ten teams.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, there's uh, you know certainly. Uh, That South region has all the makings of some really fun matchups, you know, of those teams with with, you know, potentially Sweet 16, UCLA, Kentucky. And then the winner of that, if they match up playing Carolina Um, and yeah, I mean, some of those possible final four championship game matchups. I I saw a couple guys on ESPN pick North Carolina Duke in the title game. And boy, that'd be a that'd be a fun one. Those three teams or those teams have played three great games this year. And I should not mind seeing a fourth.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you get a rivalry game like that or Arizona-UCLA... Yeah, which somebody
1: else had. I I saw that was one of their picks, too, had them in the championship game.
0: I mean, if you're just a casual fan, if your team is out or your team didn't make it in at all, it's tough not to root for something like that.
1: Sure, sure, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, it would be be fun. I I do hope we get those matchups in the South, especially... Uh, I, you know, although I do like Wichita and I, and I, you know, I think it would be great if they made a run, I'd love to see UCLA, Kentucky again. They played a great game earlier this year, up. love to see Kentucky, Carolina again. They played a, a absolutely classic game in Vegas in December. One of the best games I watched all year. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, rematches of those and, and definitely Duke Carolina would not bother me at all.
0: This is going to shock you, but I believe UConn was named the number one overall seed in the women's bracket. Um, yes, well,
1: I've got them losing in the first round of the women's bracket. No, I don't. I can't back that
0: up. <laughs> um, one thing that I was, uh, one of the podcasts I was listening to last night, they were talking about these matchups and how interesting it is, and you know, but when you have a Wichita State like I do making a run, Remember that mm. after the upset they have to keep playing and therefore you miss out on what could be a classic matchup. You know, having, sure. having Notre Dame lose to Princeton, if, sure. if my bracket is right, it means I miss out on a potential Notre Dame-Gonzaga Catholic school battle. Right, um, right,
1: yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, it's always, it's always tricky when you watch the tournament because on those first couple days, you know, you find yourself if, if you don't have a rooting interest... Um, you find yourself rooting for for the little the little guy, you know. If it's a if it's a five twelve or four thirteen, you know, you you always just kind of do, unless you're a fan of that higher seated team. But then, yeah, as the tournament goes along, you want the big boys, you know. You want you want Kentucky, Carolina, you want uh, you know Duke and and Arizona. You, you know, that's that's kind of the you know the more sexy matchups for the Elite Eight final for you. You know, the year that, you know, George Mason made it was great, but then they kind of got rolled in the final four, and Florida just kind of beat them easily, and like, boy, you know, Florida-UConn that year would have been a lot better matchup, probably.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and you look at, in the Midwest, Kansas-Louisville's great. Um, Yeah. Purdue-Oregon, not so much, if that's where you end up with your Elite Eight game
1: yeah exactly no I mean if, if things play out according to seed and that you know it's unlikely but I mean boy if you got your ones and twos in the elite eight and you had Duke Villanova you know so the last two national champions uh you had Kansas Louisville two of the you know traditional powers North Carolina Kentucky probably two of the you know five greatest programs in, in basketball history and then Gonzaga Arizona who played a really good game earlier this year and you know, two teams that have, have, you know, consistently been good, if not Final Four teams lately. Uh, You know, nobody would complain about that. CBS and and Turner would be real happy with the eyeballs they had for that weekend.
0: So let me ask you, we've always had an opening round team or whatever we call the first four advance. You've got got Cincinnati, who gets the winner of uh, the Wake Forest game. And you've yeah. got SMU getting the winner of USC Providence. Yeah. Which of those six seeds do you feel like has a better chance to fall?
1: Cincinnati, I would think. Um, you know, I, I, SMU goes in hot. You know, I I read something and maybe three weeks ago. ESPN did an article, and I can't remember who wrote it, but had a thing about, you know, Ruling out 340 some teams to win the title, and at the end, you know, it's a, here's the eight teams that could, and they had SMU, and the other teams on that list were all, you know, Carolina, UCLA, it was like, you know, your your powers, and SMU, and I remember thinking, really, SMU, and and since then, I've kind of paid a little attention to them, and I, I think they're pretty good, and Cincinnati, you know, kind of tailed a little at the end. Plus, I think if of the four, I think Wake Forest is the team that maybe has the the best chance to get a little bit hot and win a couple games.
0: Well, they certainly come from a conference of tough games. Yes. Yes. That's that's part of the
1: reason I would say that. And, uh, you know, I'm a Wake Forest. You know, I always kind of root for Wake Forest because of my Tim Duncan affinity. So I'll admit to some bias there. Also, I like Danny Manning. Uh, you know, I'm glad he's getting a chance. I'm glad he's doing well, and so those those elements. Uh, it's kind of more of a sentimental pick than anything else. But yeah, coming out of the ACC, they're they're battle tested. So I'll, I'll go with them.
0: How do you feel about the about a situation like Shaka Smart finds himself in, where his former program continues to make the tournament in the mid tier range? Yeah, and his new program with his big payday is out looking in again. Uh,
1: yeah, no, they did make it last year, didn't they? If I remember, they did. Right. They got but beat it was in the first round. Yeah, and VCU advanced further. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you know I, I follow Texas a little, and I know that that team was incredibly young this year. Like they they just they had so much turnover, um, and and it wasn't a situation where okay, yeah, they you know they had three superstar freshmen and then, a, you know, some good depth, like Kentucky, for example, they didn't have any depth. Uh, they had a couple of touted freshmen and that's about it. So, you know, it's, it's a project there, um, you know, and it's much, much like football has been there. It's kind of a tear down and, and start from scratch. And this was, uh, this was the tear down year. And, and uh, I, I still think he'll do well there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you see it a lot. You really do. You know, a lot of these coaches, they, they go for, you know, greener grass, uh, bigger payday, and a lot of times it doesn't work out. His predecessor at VCU was Anthony Grant, who left to go to Alabama, and he's already gone at Alabama. They're on to another coach. Uh, so, uh, you know, Jeff Capel was there before that. He went to Oklahoma, had some success, uh, but eventually got fired, and now he's an assistant for Duke. So, yeah. <laughs> His success, court, leaving,
0: you know, Capel's success coinciding with Blake Griffin being at Oklahoma. Like Griffin.
1: Yes, yes, um, you know, but ne- but never got to a Final Four there. I think he got to an Elite Eight with Griffin his his sophomore year. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's uh, and you see it in football too. We talked about that with the Boise State coaches, um, you know, and and the example of the opposite is Mark Few, who we discussed a little earlier. You know, he he resisted overtures for years and years. You heard his name come up, you know, big program open. Mark Few, he never left, and now his name doesn't even really come up. You know, people have kind of stopped talking about it. But he, you know, why would he leave? He's got a, he's got a great program. He recruits nationally. He gets great players. Uh, you know, don't make it harder on yourself. I like, get, you know, sometimes, like I said, the grass is not always greener at the at the bigger programs.
0: Well, and when you have the difference between college basketball and Gonzaga, and college football with Boise, is Gonzaga is mm-hmm. now a one seed get yeah, the you get a is, chance you know absolutely
1: yeah yeah it's not a it's not necessarily as much a battle for respect because even if they weren't a one seed you know you still get it I mean okay Wichita State was probably disrespected if you want to use that word but they're in they have a chance it, you know they could prove to everybody hey you slept on us we're going to go all the way to the final four Um, yeah, football, you don't get that chance. And, and even less so now with the playoff. I mean, I, I think the odds of seeing a, uh, you know, an outside the major conference program get into the playoff is really small. Um, you know, it would just take a perfect storm of things and I, I don't expect it to happen anytime soon.
0: Yeah. That's why this tournament and and really Thursday and Friday are probably the two most fun days in all sports, they
1: are. They are. I mean, college basketball is a. It's in a very weird place, and we've talked about this over the last few years. But um, the sport, I would not say, is healthy, um, or, or as healthy as it was when we were kids. Uh, I don't. I just don't think it's as good. I think you know the, the you know the lack of experience among the top players really hamstrings the sport. But the excitement surrounding the tournament. It, you know, is at an all-time high, and and has been that way for several years now. I mean, college basketball has basically become a three-week sport for for most people. This is when most people start to pay attention, um, and and you know, you and me, I think we do a little bit more, but not a bit more. Uh, you know, we we charge it up in February, and a lot of people charge up on March 16th to watch the first round. That's the first college basketball they're going to watch.
0: But it's fun. <laughs>
1: oh, it's absolutely fun. I mean, it, we, we've had discussions about things like this before, you know, where, where it's, it's fun, but you think, boy, I wish, you know, I wish other aspects were better. And I think that's the case with college basketball. It's tremendously fun. It's a guilty pleasure. Uh, you know, I, I took a half day off work on Thursday and I took Friday off so that I could sit at home and watch these games. So I'm 100% guilty. Uh, of doing exactly what I say, I you know other people do, which is kind of jumping on the bandwagon in mid March, and and all of a sudden I'm you know a rabid college basketball fan.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. With ASU out now, I get to just play uh, rooting for all the upsets because sure, my, bra- sure. my bracket will be busted day one. I, I you know I'm just that's just how it works. <laughs>
1: Everybody always says that. That always you know I always hear that. Oh, I, I mean, like unless you lose your champion, you're okay. You know, I mean. I oh, guess but it, it can go the other I, way. Yeah.
0: You are you are well aware of my worst bracket ever, where I picked eventual national champion Florida to lose round one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yes. Yes. Uh, I recall 2006, way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and you know I've had that happen before too. Um, I believe, uh, and it was a long time ago now, but. Uh, you know, I I've almost always picked Arizona when I was a kid to lose in the first round. So probably in 1997, I had them lose it in the first round or certainly early. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it, it happens. Um, and and those are the times you feel like, boy, do I know anything about this sport? But then other times, uh, 1999, for example, I picked UConn when Duke was the overwhelming favorite and ended up getting a lot of money as a as a young 13 year old with my in my dad's work pool about a hundred bucks I believe, uh, off that Yukon pick. So, you know, riding that, trying to match the success of my younger days.
0: Yeah. It's always nice when it works. ASU, by the yes. way, ASU women, number eight seed in Stockton.
1: Okay. <laughs> so and who'd they get matched up with?
0: No idea. Wouldn't have even known what okay. seed they were except I saw it on the bottom line just now.
1: Okay. Yeah. I was <laughs> going to say, I didn't even know for sure they got in. Um, so, well, okay. Uh, Hopefully they can win that first game because from what I saw of them this year, they were the team that beat everybody they should and nobody they shouldn't.
0: Yeah. So well, whoever not... that
1: one seed is, they're probably not going to beat them.
0: I really hope that it's UConn. I hope that's whose region we're in. because
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why I asked. Because, you know, hey, at least take a shot, right? You know, I mean, have have your chance at the best. And if you get beat, you get beat. It's, it's the way I felt when we played Kentucky this year. Like, you know, take a shot. We got humbled, but at least we were playing them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we will be back early next week to chat about the first weekend when we'll already be down to 16 and all of the fun will subside. Yes, indeed. And uh, everyone will be back to focusing on what's important and who's going to win and not which underdog gets their one or two uh, victories. But until then... He's Matt, I'm Ben, we'll work on the emojis. This is the Ben and Matt Sportscast.